0: Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. Here we are, Proverbs 27 uh, through 28, finishing up Proverbs 28, uh, looking at these two verses. So let's jump right in and get started with this. So verse 27 says, Whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. Time and time again, um, Scripture as a whole, and Solomon definitely in Proverbs, um, praises the person who is generous, the person who is willing and ready to tr- to help those who are truly in need. And obviously, generosity is following the second greatest commandment: to love others, to put others before yourself. And there are many laws and commands that were given to Israel in the Old Testament to make sure that they were taking care of the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan and the weary travelers. One example of that is there was a law that during harvest time, um, as they harvested the land, they were supposed to leave the outermost edges of the field and not harvest it. They were supposed to leave whatever the crop was they were growing, um, whether it be wheat. And the same goes for grape vines. They were supposed to leave a certain portion of the grapes on the vine. And the reason why they were commanded to do that Was It was to be left for the poor and the needy. And so after the harvest was done, they could go out and kind of scour through the fields to get extra food for themselves. And that was God's way of making sure that he took care of everyone. And really, although we don't technically follow that anymore as a law, Of the land, it's important for us to remember to take a portion of what we have to give back to God. That's what a tithe is. And not only that, but also be willing when we know there are needs, whether it be locally or around the world, to give and to provide and to help take care of those who who truly do need help. And uh, that's what a Christian should be doing uh, continually with their lives. The church should be all about helping take care of those. In need. And so whoever gives to the poor will not want. Typically, people who are generous are blessed more. Well, why? Well, in a practical sense, they're more respected because they're a giving person. Um, and the one who hides his eyes or makes excuses as to why he can't help take care of those who are in need, um, they're not going to be as well respected, right? They're going to get many a curse. Now, obviously, we can go down a a, a path talking about, um, you know, well, what about those who don't help themselves? And obviously, that factors into it. There's there's a lot of people who can take advantage of those who are generous, right? And they're lazy themselves and not making effort themselves. And that's a different issue. But what Solomon's talking about here are people who are generally poor. When he says poor, he means people who are poor, not people who act like they're poor or claim they are poor or make themselves poor it's people who truly are in dire circumstances um... typically not not because of themselves right in the ancient world especially for a woman if your spouse was to die if your husband was to die you were you were in financial trouble. okay Tip, typically for the for the regular person okay not the real wealthy person but you were in trouble Um, because typically you relied on your husband to provide for you and your family and so a widow especially one who had children um, would be in a very tough situation and it was the the responsibility of the neighbors to step in and help provide and take care of them Um, and later on when the church was formed after christ ascended into heaven It was a responsibility of the churches to do that in the community. That's why you have deacons and the command given for them to take care of the widows and the orphans. And so Christians are called to do that when there are genuine needs to be there for people. All right, verse 28 says, When the wicked rise, people hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. So we had a verse a few days ago um talking about when you have wicked people in leadership positions um, the people of the nation or the city or wherever it's at wicked could, it could be a an office okay it could be a workplace they tend to hide themselves not like hide under a desk or or go in a cave but they they have a fear to be honest and open about things right and w- when wickedness rises, people have a fear set into them um, because they, they know justice will not prevail when there is someone who is wicked in leadership. And so when that um, wicked person rises or when that wicked person um, dies or they perish or they leave, then then there's room and opportunity for righteousness to increase, okay, for the good person to step in place and to stand up and do the right thing. And And when a righteous person comes into a leadership position, people are more confident, right? They feel that justice will be served. They don't feel that they will be condemned just because they have different views from other people. Now, This verse, I think, applies definitely to the world that we live in today, because in the Bible, typically we see the idea that there should be a freedom of speech, and that when you hinder freedom of speech, it's a wicked thing, right? So, look at the context of this verse, and you see that. When the wicked rise, people hide themselves, people are more afraid to talk and to speak their minds and give their opinions on things. Okay? But when that wickedness goes away and a righteous person comes in place, then people feel they have more opportunity to share what's in their mind and to speak up. There's something about the idea of wickedness suppressing the truth or wickedness suppressing the ability to speak okay and righteousness right what does it say about uh, what what um, telling the truth does Well, telling the truth sets you free right there's like a freedom that comes along with just speaking what you what you feel or what you have in your heart or what's in your mind or what you believe is true and so that is often associated with righteousness. So it's a very telling and interesting concept given today when when you know there is somewhat of an attack on the freedom of speech across across many nations, not just in the United States, but across many nations. And so the the idea here is that righteousness there's more freedom. And wickedness and leadership of wickedness there's a suppression. Of things and so it's a very interesting thing to think about and uh, you know we need to pray for righteousness in our country um, because the freedom of speech is definitely something that reflects the righteousness and glory of God Uh, remember God spoke things into existence openly freely there was no suppression there of the truth it was um, a beautiful expression of his personality and character in his creation. Could you imagine if there was some other power that suppressed God's speech at the time of creation? What would have happened? You know, what would the world look like today? It would probably be a whole lot different, and probably be very devastating reality to live in. All right, thank you for joining me. At the end of the day, seek first the kingdom of God, a relationship with him. Um, Seek to know him. Uh, That is the most important thing you can do. Take care. Have a blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.